You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. Hello, Joshua Barnes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, good. Okay, so this is through the phone, which means the phone works. Huh? <laughs> uh, how are you this evening? I'm all right, man. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for uh, doing the show again. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. Uh, last, right now it's August 20th, 2018. Last night there was a, another open mic I take at Northtown Coffee. Yes, there was. I wasn't there, but yes, there was. Ah, you weren't. You weren't there. No, I was not there. I was not there either. Now you are a. Uh, well, I mean, we we were there for a second, but then it turned out that the uh, again the bathroom was broken or closed down or something, and that just that just doesn't doesn't fly with our group. <laughs> it's it's got to have. Oh my god! Again? Yeah, oddly. I mean, that's. Um, I mean, because it was closed down uh, two two weeks ago, I think. I think that's why. I think it was two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's why we skipped that week. Yeah, that's a big problem. Oh, Hunter says he's ready. Uh, so, okay, he says he's ready. So we're going to try to add him. I'm going to let him know that I'm going to try to add him. This is awkward. I'm going to try to add you now. Hot, rampant typing action. You'll thrill as a person puts fingers on a keyboard and makes clicking noises. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello, Hunter. Yes, sir. Welcome to the <laughs> the show that you co-host with me. <laughs> okay. Well, at any rate, we're all here. Hello. Awesome. Okay, everybody. All which, good on my end. Huh? It's all good on my end. Okay, Hunter, you want to do the uh, the standard opening thing that you do? Absolutely. All right. You ready? Yep. Social show, the only place where it's socially accepted to be anti-social. I am Hunter Block, and he is Tyson Sainer. How's it going tonight, Tyson? It's good. Guess what? We have a guest. We do. Cool. Can you uh, tell our uh, listeners who our guest is tonight? Our guest is local comedian Joshua Barnes, and by local, I mean my part of the world local, as opposed to your part of the world local. Hello. How's it going, Josh? Good. How are you guys? Good, I'm doing good, man. I, uh, I missed you the last time you were on the uh, show. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, I, for, I, I remember. Uh, oh, God, I remember Tyson telling me about uh, telling me about you, and how uh, we just couldn't connect at the time. 
mm-hmm. and here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. So, uh, Tyson, you want to explain to the, uh, the audience the unique situation of tonight's recording? The unique situation? Well, it's just that we're attempting to use a uh, my cell phone and record a, uh, a conference call instead of using uh, Skype like we normally normally do. Um, we have had actually bad luck with Skype in the past. We did a recording recently um, with Iraj Lopez, um, whom Josh has been interviewed by in the past, if I'm if I correct about that. Yeah, I was going to say, did we do mine like that last time? Say again? I was going to say, did we have to do mine like that last time, too? Oh, I don't know. Did, um, I, I don't know if I got you off the phone or off the Skype. I feel like I got you on the Skype because uh, I think you're in my, um, my Skype directory. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I had to use my phone when we had Ed Wallach on. That's right, yes, when we had comedian Ed Wallach on. Um, he, uh, have, you, have you crossed paths with Ed Wallach by any chance, uh, Josh? Uh, no, I, no, I haven't. He also goes up and down the coast, but I don't know, I don't know that he comes up here all that often. Uh, I think he has been up here um, a few times, um, but he spends time mostly between the Bay Area and uh, I, I think – well, actually, you know what? I don't know his schedule, but I know he <laughs> – He's he's West Coastal. Um, well, I'll keep I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah. Because he should maybe he should he should invite him to come by the uh, uh, Northtown Coffee sometime. Or um, I I'm, I was under the, under the impression that the uh, Savage Henry Henry Performance Space m- m- there might be a, a space that opens up or a new space or their old space. There's a space that's going to become available soon. Is it okay to talk about that or? Uh, we, we can talk about it. Um, there's going to be a space down there by, uh, the Redwood Brewery that we're looking at. That's right. And, uh, we should know, we should know for sure, uh, September 1st, but as of, I mean, that everything's a go as of right now. So, okay. you know, fingers crossed, but, uh, September 1st, we're looking at possibly opening that up. Okay. And beginning to do shows there as soon as possible. So this, uh, episode That's will probably... Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. This episode will probably come up out in September or early October. I'm thinking. Okay, then yeah, yeah, we should definitely be open by then. Awesome. Hopefully, I may have even uh, come down there <laughs> at some point. And so now, is that is that also where their offices are going to be, or is it, um, or is it just a, is it a, you know recording space, you know, just a performance space? When I say just, of course, you know, having a performance space is special, but um. It's gonna it's gonna be a uh, recording space for podcasts for the Savage Hearing podcast that we do, but it's also a performance space too, uh, mostly a performance space. Uh, and we're gonna be having we're looking at doing shows uh, almost every night, uh, if not every night, but almost every night. They're uh, having some kind of show going on, whether it be a mic or a structured show or something like that sort. Neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Josh. Yes. Tyson has a bit of exciting news uh, that he would like to share with us. Uh, he's excited that Ronda Rousey is the new uh, Raw Women's Champion. Oh, man. Did you watch SummerSlam? I missed it. I missed it, dude. I want to get the WWE Network back again so I can watch it there. Because that was, like, epic. Yeah, it was great. That's why I uh, that's why I wasn't at Sunday service yesterday. I was, every every year I, I skip uh, Sunday service 
for SummerSlam and WrestleMania. Ah. Nice, nice. Two like the biggest like pay per view events of all time. WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Yeah. And Royal Rumble, of course. Yeah, and Royal Rumble. Sometimes I skip for Royal Rumble too. Nice, nice. You almost have to, dude. I mean it's like epic. Yeah, somebody's going to make a comeback. There's going to be some kind of exciting swerve and set up WrestleMania stuff. So it's like super dope. Cool. But Tyson, you are excited, right? What? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I like uh, I like the wrestling, as it were. I used to actually my my uh, era of wrestling was uh, when it was still called the WWF before they lost that uh, battle to the World Wildlife uh, Foundation. Um, and it was the era of um, Hulk Hogan's rock and roll wrestling, the cartoon on. Um, yes. On, yes. On, on I was going to say the channel, but no. I don't remember if it was ABC and BBC. It's, it's safe to say, Tyson, that you are a fan of the golden era. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it was Hulk Hogan. And, and I am too, actually, hmm. because I was born in 1980, so I grew up in the golden era, and that was that was. When wrestling was like wrestling, I mean it's coming back now, but yeah, that was definitely a time when wrestling was wrestling. I mean, you had Andre the Giant, you yeah. had Macho Man Randy Savage, you had Hulk Hogan, you yeah. had uh, 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 Bret Hart, Ted DiBiase. Oh yeah, yep, classic Freddie Bassi. Yes, Mister Perfect, Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, oh, classic. Uh, the lovely Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> yes, George the Animal Steel. Uh, I was going to say that Georgie Animal Steel, Coco Beware, the Junkyard Dog, Harley yeah. Race. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Captain Lou Albano, awesome. Mr. Fuji. Yep. Mr. Fuji. Yep. Did you say Junkyard Earthquake. Dog already? Earthquake. Yes, Earthquake. Oh, yes, King Earthquake. Kong Bundy. Or King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. The Heart Foundation. The Heart Foundation, yep. Jimmy Hart, The Mouth of the South, uh, Classy Freddie Blassie, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Let me tell you something. Classy Freddie Blassie, and of course, um, uh, oh God, you just said his name too. Um, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These these were two guys that people just love to hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like the, the biggest soul heels just in history. And Jimmy Hart in the head and the mouth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. with his with his megaphone. Yeah, and... he, he was another one. Who was the guy that um, that uh, was the honky? Oh, the honky tonk man. He had dressed up like kind of like Elvis. Honky man, yes. Oh god, yeah. Unarguably <laughs> the greatest intercontinental champion in all times, and that was yeah. the only belt he ever had. Oh, I just remembered a couple more because he hated that guy. Who? <laughs> you hated the honky tonk man. Everybody hated that guy. Oh yeah, that's why he always stayed uh, stayed a mid card. Yeah. And he never never went beyond intercontinental champion. Yeah, hmm. that was like the best. See, we also had uh, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Yes, the Iron Sheik. Yep, yep. Mm. Another another guys that were heels. Yeah, um, and then like of course the the announcer uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. Mean Gene, Gene. Gene. Yep, yep, yep. Good old Mean Gene, yeah. There with the uh, the little black and white tuxedo and the, you know, the standing, you know, a whole foot and a half t- uh, smaller than most of the guys, <laughs> but represented on the cartoon. Um, so mean Gene. Cool. I got to tell you, Mean Gene. Yeah. 
people they would say that. They'd say, I got to tell you a lot. I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> it was a lot of I got to tell you. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know why. It's little details. So, um, yeah. Oh, so, uh, uh, Josh, there's um, there is wrestling locally, is there not? Yes, there's wrestling coming uh, September 15th hmm. at the Eureka Muni. Oh. Uh, and that's with Hood Slam. It's 21 and over. And, like, they've made it very clear. Like, they're like, do not bring your kids to this. Like, it says it on their website. It says there, it. there's, like, a bunch of cursing and, like, oh, there's, like, adult, uh, like, not, like, is, I guess adult-themed. Like, it's the, the term, like, you know, huh. there's basically, it's like, do not bring your kids. Like, they will, you don't want them hearing the stuff that they're going to say. And fight oh, and you yeah, that's kind of what. It, yeah, that's kind of sounds like. So I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how dope it is. Well, you know, uh, nice, nice. You know, you know, uh, hood slam kind of sounds like a euphemism for sex. <laughs> he says ex- extremely casually. Um, so yes. So uh, well, um, I have created another quiz. I don't know if you've. Um, if you've uh, heard any of these previously, uh, Josh, of any of the other episodes that I have, uh, when I've created a quiz for guests, but I have done that for you. And, um, if uh, we could probably uh, start doing that, cause I know you're, 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 uh, not, not feeling great. Your head is a little, um, giving you trouble tonight. Yes. Yeah, it is, but this is cool. I'm oh. cool with this. Okay. So let me know if, you know, if it starts getting, you know, uh, distracting, you know? Um, All right. So uh, have you heard any of these quizzes before when I've done them? No, I have not. Okay. So let me do the setup for it. Hunter, are you, uh, are you, will you be ready? I assume. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So about, oh, I don't know, maybe close to 15 years ago, um, I picked up a book in uh, Powell's Bookstore in Oregon. Uh I guess a famous large bookstore that's there. It's kind of like the uh, uh, tin can mailman on steroids, as people used to say on steroids a lot. Um, (laughs) And uh, I I picked up this book called uh, Depraved and Insulting English. Okay. And what it is, is it's an A to Z reference guide and listing and uh, definitions of words that are uh, considered to be impolite rude they've but they've also fallen out of fashion you know there's plenty of uh, rude words being thrown about these days but these are ones that sound vaguely victorian almost uh, like fancy i guess you could say so it's kind of like fancy uh impolite language and what i've done here is i've i've made a little uh, list and it's i've got a little i've got a word and i've got a multiple choice for you so um there are five words victorian insult what's that Basically, Victorian insults. More or less, yes. All right. The brave and insulting English. So, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the word, and I'm going to uh, spell the word, and then tell you whether it's a noun or an adjective or what have you. And then I'm going to give you three options as to what it could be in an A, B, or C format. And then your, uh, and then if you you can guess which one you think it is. All right, you got it. All right, cool. I love multiple choices. Woohoo! That'd be great. Yay! I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, but 
It's okay. I'm being, I'm, I'm being 100%. Like, I've been, I, I love figuring shit out. So this is going to be amazing. This is going to be super fun for me. Oh, great. Right. Okay. All right. So the first word, it begins with a J. And this word uh, is pronounced Jehu. Okay. Jehu is spelled J-E-H-U. And it is a noun. All right. A Jehu. So, is a Jehu A, a door-to-door Bible salesman or sermonizer? Is it B, a reckless driver? Or C, not quite the village idiot, but close? Oh, it's definitely, it's C. It's definitely C. Okay, Josh says C. And Hunter, do you have a guess? A. You're going to say A. All right, and that is Hunter. I'm going to mark you down here. Okay. Uh, you're both incorrect. A Jehu is a reckless driver. Wow. What? Yes. Yes, indeed. And then, and then That's as such a, a good name, isn't it? That's such a good name for a reckless driver. Like it could be like, like that name has so much potential to be so much more insulting. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then, there's a little after I uh, after I give the answer. There, I, uh, I I read the entry in the actual book uh, that gives the further description and then uses it in a sentence and whatnot. So here's the further description of that word. A little bit of history for it. I love words. Um, in ancient times, Jehu was a king of Israel, known for his furious and daring chariot attacks. In modern parlance, this eponymous word denotes someone who should have his or her driver's license revoked. And then, wow. Yeah. And then in quotes, it says, Veronica frequently found her eccentric stepfather to be a source of great embarrassment, and never more so than when he would drop her off at her high school. Often, while she made her way through the parking lot to the front steps, he would lean out of his driver's side window, shaking his fist with rage at students who drove their own cars with what he decided was reckless abandon. Damn you, you young jackanapes, you jayhoos! Wow. Yep. Never wow. That. What's that, honey? Yeah. I couldn't. Hmm? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> so that's, that's crazy. That is the first word. It's Jehu, and the score stands at 0 to 0. All right. Nice. All right. Uh, anybody have anything to add to that? Or? Well, I know what I'm oh. screaming out the window from now on. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like Yahoo. You know, it's got kind of a, it's got that feel to it. You yeah, young Jehu. <laughs> Jehu. <laughs> Get out of the way, you damn Jehu. No, I can't. I, I just can't picture that. I imagine it being said in like a Pennsylvanian accent for some reason. Yeah, exactly. I, I also imagine yeah. it, it, it's like said by a person driving in the 1930s, mm. possibly 40. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It does. It's a, look at all these J-Hoes with their, with their stage, not one of the horseless yeah. carriages. Almost knocked me down, that J-Who. The lights green, you friggin' Jehu. <laughs> friggin' Get Jehu. Out of here, you Jehu. <laughs> oh, but God. carefully. <laughs> Let's get out of here, but carefully. <laughs> yeah. Leave, but don't be I'm a Jehu. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> ah, they let the door hit them on the way out, that Jehu. <laughs> right, right, right. Something like that. Okay. So here's, uh, are we ready for the second word? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this one, this word, 
starts. This is a bit of a longer word. Uh, that one older one was an interesting four-letter word. This is an interesting eleven-letter word. This word is uh, pronounced omnifutuent. Omnifutuent, and it is spelled O M N I F U T U A N T. It is an adjective. Omnifutuent. 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 Yes, it is a strange word, and the stress is on the foo, so it's omnifutuent. It's kind of it's it's kind of a pretty word, really. It's got sounds like a weird bird. Like, is this a verb or a noun? This is an adjective. It is a descriptive word. Adjective. So you, if you were adjective. To, adjective, unpack your adjectives, as they said on Schoolhouse Rock. Um, <laughs> and that was my time period as well. Actually, Schoolhouse Rock. That was uh, yeah, you know, so fun. I actually bought Schoolhouse Rock, um, the collection on uh, DVD a few years back, so I could uh, revisit them. And there's some pretty interesting stuff in the American History section. <laughs> That <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some really, really, I mean, it's educational, you know, it's like kind of like the collapsed version of, you know, what we learned in, in history in grade school where, you know, they give you the history book and they explain like these, well, it depends on where you go to grade school, really out here, uh, the, in, in California, the, uh, the history included, um, the gold rush cause there was one in California. Um, the stuff with the Spanish missions down south, and then you know, kind of a basic American history, but they also included stuff that was pretty regional. So, um, uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, we also got like Tom Sawyer and stuff like that. I don't know. I can't remember. But there's some stuff that's sort of I think universal from region to region, and then there's uh, stuff that's more region specific. Anyway, omnifutuent is if okay. you if you were to describe somebody as omnifutuent. I'm sorry. Did anybody want to say anything about the the school curriculum. Curriculum. Uh, no, I just find that I think that's really interesting because, like, I grew up on the East Coast, so I don't remember learning about the Gold Rush that much. Right? Yeah, I don't know if there was an East Coast Gold Rush, was there? Yeah, that's interesting. All right, Omni Futurist or something like that. Pretty close. Okay, so is a person who, if you were to describe somebody as Omni Futurist, I had to practice this one just so I could say it the way I'm saying it now. Um, is it someone? Who is A, prone to engage in sexual activity with anything? Is it B, <laughs> is it B, a deliberately contrary person? Uh-huh. Or is it C, someone who has an ever-present cloud of flatulence? Damn. Uh, this is so weird. I'm just going to go with C. All right, Hunter says C. You know what? I'm going to go with A. All right. Joshua is going with A. Is that your final answer? Yes. It is. Ding, 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 ding. It's A. Josh has one point. Yes. Damn it. Yeah. All right. That just sounds like somebody who will fuck a lot of things. Well, you know, it's that word omni kind of makes it, you know, that's what it makes it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I was, I had to come up with stuff that was like, um, I had to try to come up with things that were, that sort of suggested like an all the time kind of thing. So, like, if somebody was deliberately contrary, then they would always be opposite of what another person says, theoretically. That's the implication, anyway. And then the ever-present cloud of flatulence, so it's an omnipresent thing. So, you know, both of it's the mislead, trying to get people to, you know? It's like... Basically, 
I'm whatever the fuck this word is. It's, it's like a fancy word for rapist, basically. Um, you know? yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, a person that goes around fucking anything. I mean, come on, you know. Well, they're prone to engage in sexual activity with anything. So yeah, it's uh, and that's anything, not necessarily anyone. So who knows what's rubbing up against? Now but. I can see why you know, uh, um, you know, it's kind of like ominous, you know. It is like ominous, yeah, but. Yeah. So they were like, these are like the people who like fuck couches and shit, like those kind of people. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, people. Yes, there are there, I, I, there are people who literally couches. I mean, I've seen a dude that <laughs> I seen it on Facebook. It was a viral video of a dude maintaining a relationship with a fuck doll. Oh, with a fuck doll. Oh yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to say a couch, and <laughs> it's like, well, fuck doll. I, yeah. I can get that. I mean, I've you know. seen. I, I mean, I've seen. I've seen people maintain on on viral videos. Of course, I've seen people maintain. You know, maintain relationships with 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 poles. You know, or, yeah, or people. Walls or you know, things of things of like you know, like that sort of thing. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a so, strange uh, world. A there. So huh. a couch fucker really comes to no surprise. Yeah, couch. F- I would rather Sorry. have people fuck couches than farm animals. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, especially like, well, you know, if you think about it. Sorry. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So I mean, I, I would rather these people. I would rather these people. You know, have sex with inanimate objects and then you know torture poor animals on the farm oh yeah yeah you wouldn't want to but the thing is it makes me think of like you know um like in bullfinch's mythology and stuff the like the old uh, mm-hmm. the creatures like mermaids and centaurs were came out of you know theoretically came out of the idea of man coupling with other creatures and uh so yeah you wouldn't tend to see like a half man half couch or something running around you know <laughs> that would be funny hmm? that would be funny <laughs> i mean it would be that on would be- Go ahead. That would be funny to see to see a, a half man, half couch. You know. I mean, I'd feel bad for them though. I mean, it's bad, but it's good. I, thing. Feel, I feel like I know what I'm going to see in my nightmares than I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something out of a major major laser cartoon. Have like a, a couch that comes to life and starts fucking people while while dance hall music plays. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Just sit on me, Josh. Just sit on me. Lay down on me. Face down. All right. Uh, why do we make Amazing the... Amazing grace. Some sit on my face. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting one. All right. So the uh, the following... Uh, the following program is considered no. Um, the uh, the description reads: Many readers were puzzled by the ad that ran in the personals for several weeks that uh, that spring. And in the ad, it says: Single male omnifutuant seeking entity for romance on hot summer nights. Sex, age, species unimportant. Breathes oxygen a plus. Wow. Yeah. So he would couch like. <laughs> Because oxygen is just a plus. That's not a necessity. So. <laughs> he's, he's like he, he's like the guy that like goes walking through the Target parking lot and like you know he's like picturing trees and happy clouds and birds chirping and the sun's out with the face in it and it's like bouncing up and down because it's happy and he's like you know he's got the girl of his dreams you know holding his hand and they're just skipping through the lot and he's tripping on acid of course and the 
And of course, the uh, the happy person turns out to be a mannequin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's crazy is uh, when you were bringing it up earlier. I couldn't remember what I saw, but there was a guy uh, who was in relationships with cars. I've heard of this? Are you serious? I saw that online. He was, he was in a relationship with, like, he realized when he was, like, I think they said, like, 12, he loved cars. And he just, like, he has, like, he's in a relationship with cars. And, like, he's thinking about being with one specific car now. Wow, he's making a commitment. He's serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, geez, wow. Got a relationship going on. It's going to put a, got to put a, uh, a doesn't like I just hope he doesn't like open up the hood one day in the heat of the you know heat of passion and like stick his thumb the on the engine and then like you know he's like yeah give it to me baby and then like slams the hood down like he's slamming the head <laughs> he's slamming the head down. oh no you hope he doesn't yeah. do that. Oh, terrifying that's great here in my car my safest of all oh. like that reminds me of Christine Oh yeah, there's. I never did read or see that, but I'm familiar that it's a. Oh my god, that se- was an awesome book and movie. Sentient car or was it? It was a haunted car or was it a? It's a murder yeah, car. Murder it was car. A murderous car. Yep. So was it like a? Was it like possessed by a spirit or is that what the idea is? Or, um, was, it, or was it like that sort of like? Book, hmm? I think in the book the, the car was possessed by a spirit, but they never said in the movie. Okay, it so was just in the movie the car was just like alive. Basically, with no explanation. <laughs> yeah, wow. no explanation. It's amazing what they used to get away with in movies, huh? Exactly. Well, with, yeah, we're just like, oh, that didn't make any sense at all. It's like, who cares? <laughs> that was that was fun, or that was who different. The movies. Hmm. It's like it's like you know, like, you're talking about like them providing no explanation, and they're like, well, it's the movies. Who cares? We don't have to give you an explanation. <laughs> You'll just accept it as is. Yeah. It seems like it's it's just a lot of cocaine decisions. Um, a lot of cocaine decisions probably is. It's like, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, and then we won't ever explain it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And people are like, that, That's basically, yeah. At that's three in the morning. I'm on board. Yep. Okay. Call up the investor. He's probably up. Yep. <laughs> All right. So. The, so the score is at this point uh, one to nothing. Josh is in the lead. Well, here's something like, like, like before uh-huh. you're in the lead, Josh. But don't don't. Yeah, I wouldn't celebrate too early, pal. <laughs> oh, to Raj. Hunter is very uh, competitive when it comes to this game. Yes, I am. Um, here, here's a here on a, here's a sidetrack real quick of something they never explained in the movie. Has anybody seen the movie Tusk? Oh, I haven't yet. Have okay. seen what? The movie Tusk by Kevin Smith. No, I haven't. Okay, so not to give any spoilers, but obviously the movie is named Tusk for a reason because it's about this podcaster, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes off to Canada because he's going to interview this uh, kid called the Kill Bill Kid. Kill Bill Kid committed suicide, so now he's like he's he has no he has no show, and he's like thinking, "Oh, what the fuck am I going to do?" Well, that's when he meets, um, I forget, his, uh, Michael Parks. Mm-hmm. And Michael Parks decides to put this guy in a fucking walrus suit. Now, here's the thing that he never explains is how the fuck he takes a shit in that fucking suit. That's a good point. Well, mm-hmm. hmm. he doesn't take it I off at all? 
No, it, 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 he's incapable of taking this thing off. This thing is essentially now fused to his body because for the for the actual cut, Michael Parks drills holes in the roof of his mouth and he like attaches the uh, the tusks, which are made from his own femur bones. Because he's got no legs now. He's just got his knees basically and he's basically infused inside this Waller suit and uh, there's no way for him to take a piss or shit. But yet he's eating. That, that's, that's the amazing part. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it does sound pretty disturbing. Um, mm-hmm. It's vaguely human centipede, except we know what's happening there. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my you, God. Did, Let me tell you something. <laughs> centipede Part 2, I can never watch ever again in my life. I like that you got to the second <laughs> movie and you're like, nope, I've had enough. Because the first one wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I can't even think it was the first one. I, I kind, of, kind of skimmed through the first one because it was like, funny in spots but like uh, i don't know i mean it's, it's certain types of body horror really bothers me but when they actually got to the um the actual connection and whatnot it was just sort of like oh okay this is just this is just silly now well here's the thing i've never seen the first one i've only ever seen the second one i hear the third one's good yeah i'm never watching those movies again i also hear the second <laughs> the second one is supposed to be really meta but that's that's, that's lovely because you know, to me, it's it's one of those movies I would never watch again. A second movie I would never watch again because it's basically a pile of shit. It's fucking street trash. Street trash? Which one is that? Street trash. Yeah, it's an, I think it's like a late 80s movie, 90s movie. It's it, it's B as fuck. And it's essentially about a bunch of bums living in a, um, living in a uh, junkyard. And they, they're buying like these dollar uh, bottles of alcohol. And when they drink these dollar bottles of alcohol, they turn into like multicolored slime and die. Is basically the the hype, you know, the the meat and potatoes of the movie. Huh. Simultaneously, in in this junkyard, there's like this uh, barbarian type homeless guy who's like the boss and shit, and he has like he was in Vietnam, so he has like Vietnam flashbacks, and he has like all his homeless henchmen and stuff. It's it, it's bizarre. How did you even see that? Um. Well, I mean, it's been around for like a hundred years. So, I mean, I, I caught like glimpses of it on Facebook and then it was on Amazon. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to take a look at this movie. I'm going to finally sit down and watch it. <laughs> and yeah, that's like an hour and some change. I can't get back in my life now. Mm. That's from 1987. Apparently it's known as, uh, it's one of a number of films known as melt movies. Yes. And yes. It, 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 and apparently Brian Singer worked on the film as a grip. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Yeah, this sounds like something I'd probably enjoy once because it sounds terrible. Like, I mean, I saw Hobo with a shotgun and that was, um, you know, that was kind of, <laughs> it was fun, bad. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, this, this, this movie, this, this movie is, is just a pile of shit. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, seriously, the the story made no sense. You know, the the fact that they're drinking like the the, the alcohol is called thunder or some shit like that, or Thunderbird or some shit like that. And really, what it boiled down to was the 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 liquor store owner goes in his basement. He's mumbling to himself. You don't know what he's looking for. And then he removes like a, a side panel, and you're thinking like. Okay, there's like some type of like government secret alcohol. Maybe they were working on to like mutate people and shit. No, he just pulls off the panel and he discovers like this fucking crate of booze. So he, he just basically takes it upstairs, cleans it up, and he's like, "Here, here you go, homeless man. 
It's only a dollar. Yeah. Wow. And, and then he winds up drinking <laughs> it himself. Wow. Wow. I bought some uh, dollar store wine the other day. It turned out to be pretty good. Well, you're still well, be careful. <laughs> I mean, I rarely drink, but yeah, 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 I'll, I'll turn into I'll turn into street trash. Um, all right. Oh yeah, yeah. And before we close this, this conversation, also to be said in this movie mm. that the uh, the junkyard owner is a wannabe rapist who commits acts of uh, necrophilia. Oh no. Yes. Wow, it's just a, it's just more and more stuff in this movie that screams "Don't watch me." Yes, and after he committed the act of uh, necrophilia, he uh, basically possibly uh, contracted uh, syphilis. Oh. Hey everyone, it's Ethan with Combat Radio here at Brigade Radio 1. One thing you need this fall is the Combat Radio Halloween album supporting social services. Featuring haunted musical and audio tracks from some of your favorite celebrity guests around here, including Respect the Dead, the audiobook. Go to cdbaby.com, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get your copy today. All right, shall we continue? Uh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, three three more words to go, folks. Three more words. <laughs> okay. This word is uh, one, two, three, four, five. It's six letters long. It is it is pronounced solely, solely, and it is spelled S A U L I E. So like Saul, E solely. Um, it is a noun. Mm-hmm. And so, is a Sully, is it someone who works in sewer maintenance? Is it a hired mourner at a funeral? Or is it one whose breath could, quote, peel paint, unquote? B. Hunter says Mm. B? Hunter says B? Yeah. Man, I was going to go with B. You still can, if you want to. Uh, Yeah. So the again they are a someone who works in sewer maintenance, b a hired mourner at a funeral, or c one whose breath could quote peel paint unquote. You know what? I'm gonna go with c. Never mind. I'm going with c. Going with c. Okay, putting them down for c. And Hunter is correct. It is b. The answer is yeah. b. Ah, a hired a hired mourner at a funeral. That is crazy. Why would you hire somebody in the morning at a funeral? Um, perhaps you know, maybe uh, there's a smaller turnout, or you're uh, you're thinking maybe there will be a smaller turnout than you like, so you'd hire a bunch of people. So it looks like uh, the person who is being sent off is uh, well liked. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, a, hmm? it's not like they can see it. It's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And actually there's one of, there's a bit I'm working on that kind of, uh, involves something like that, but I'm not going to go into it here, but the idea of, yeah. Hey man, if, if somebody wants to pay me to come cry at a funeral. Okay. I mean, that's a thing. It's a, it's an industry. There are, so that means that the, not only is it, you know, that's a, that's a, that is a common thing where you, you hire mourners. There are people who are apparently, uh, either part-time or professional mourners. I wonder if that's still going on. Oh yeah. It has to be. 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's likely it is. It's probably not still called Sawley's, but um, but yeah, I would imagine it is. It actually, it's a tradition that goes back pretty far. I believe Eddie Izzard was talking about these to happen in ancient Greece. Of course, uh, sometimes it gets its fact wrong. It's facts wrong, but um, there's, it's still funny. Um, uh, Eddie Izzard, yeah. Which one was that? I can't remember. Is it a definite article? Maybe. Strip, dressed to Kill? One of those concert films. Um, so here's the description. Or this says, yes. it says, oh, humanity. <laughs> and then, uh, quote, first the expense of the Undertaker's bill, then the marble tomb, now the Sollies holding out for more money. Idle Filch's what? widow. Huh? <laughs> idle, idle. They won't even cry for a cheap price. I guess not. No, yeah, they're, all, they're, 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 they're uh, not gouging. What's the word? Well, they're holding out, I guess. Yeah. Um, idle, idle Filch's widow thanked the Lord that her husband, while unpopular, had at least been stinking rich. <laughs> well, there's that. So, yeah. Um, are, have you, are you familiar with Eddie Izzard as a com- comedian, either of you? I'm sorry. Eddie, you. Eddie Izzard? I-Z-Z-A-R-D? Yes. yes we be, uh, Laura and I became fans of him, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, probably. Something like that. Certainly during, the, right. maybe even longer, but um, we have a few of his videos on uh, on DVD. Um, do you uh, are you do you enjoy his work or? Uh, I've only seen like a few of his. He has specials, right? Like on uh, like HBO and stuff. Oh yes, kind of flamboyant. Yeah, well, he's a well, he's a transvestite. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yes, uh, he refers to himself as he's a transvestite. Huh. He's a transvestite. Yes, he is a he is a is a man who dresses up in women's clothing, but he is not a homosexual. He's like Glenn or Glenda, like Ed Wood. It's like this is Glenn, and this is Glenda. Glenn likes dressing up in women's clothing, but Glenn is not a homosexual. This is Ed Wood's movie about self identity that I'm quoting. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, he's well. He's like you know, he makes a good point. He's like, what, why do women get all the cool clothing rights? You know, it's like women can dress in men's clothing and nobody say anything. So men should be able to dress in women's clothing and put on makeup if they want to. And it's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. Just, he's you know. got a point there. He does. Yeah. So let's see here. Yeah. And you know, he's got you know, he had nice features. And so when he puts eyeliner on, eyeliner on, his eyes pop. And also, it works because he does a lot of mime work and facial work. So it's like. It it adds it's an added benefit that when he makes a funny face you can see it at a distance. So as a comedian that comes in handy if you have a exp- and and uh, an exp- and a, and a uh, or a physical comedian I should say if you're to somebody who does clowning and stuff for people to be able to look at your face and see that there's a funny expression on it I imagine at a distance is a is an advantage. That's I, cool. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. So there's that. There's a practical application as well. <laughs> For the people who are like, ah, he just likes putting makeup on. It's like, well, you know, so, so do some rock stars. What's your point? I don't, I don't understand. Theater people. I mean, it's a thing. Well, you know, people are. It's toxic masculinity. That's what it is. There's a problem with that kind of thing. Yeah, there's a problem. Toxic masculinity. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to make toxic masculinity the musical some at some point, to where it's like <laughs> a, a history of it in song. And then you know, um, you're gonna make. You say you're gonna make a musical. Oh, well, I mean, I just 
thinking it would be nice to have one. Yeah. To have like a, a, a you know, a, an explanation or a history of toxic masculinity in song, maybe not so much like with a, a, th- a story thread, but like perhaps an anthology. So it's like starts off with cavemen perhaps. And then sort of, you know, I like the, I like the musical idea better. Well, no, this is part of the musical. It tells that it, it's told in song, you know, so you got your, your hunter gatherer yeah. agricultural agrarian society. And then eventually you got the industrial revolution. And then you've got like, Stuff like um, when uh, there was a time when pink was considered a masculine color and it wasn't that long ago. It was like, I think within the last hundred or 200 years, but it changed at some point. And I believe a lot of people believe it was because of, uh, um, and not because of as in blaming, but because uh, Mamie Eisenhower, uh, the wife of president Dwight D. Eisenhower was uh, popular and wore pink all the time. So people started associating like, you know, Mamie Eisenhower pink, and then it became a, a, a color that women would wear all the time. And then you couldn't you couldn't dress your boy children up in pink without people looking at you sideways. So it's like, eh, you know, it's, things change. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And what, you know, you have to end your musical, obviously, in these times. So what would you call these times? Like, what kind of, like, age or era would you call this? Oh, that's a tough, well, let's see. This is the, well, it's certainly the bro era. The bro era. Yeah, well, there's certainly the a cult era, bro, bro, bro. Era. That's kind of hard to say, bro era, bro. Yeah, if you say bro era, but if you try to combine them into a portmanteau of one word, then you've got to go oh eh, which is bro eh, bro era, bro, bro era, bro. It's like brewery, bro. It's hard. It's kind of a rural juror. <laughs> so yeah, that should be fun. So yeah, I'm not sure what the new era. So yeah, the bro era, the uh, well, I don't know. Maybe this is the age of enlightenment. No, I wouldn't call this the age of enlightenment. I would call this the the age of the dumbass. Well, there is that too. <laughs> well, there's got to be. Go ahead. No, I'm saying. I mean, there are a few enlightened people. You're absolutely right, but unfortunately, for you know, every ten enlightened people you have, you have twenty dumbasses. But you have to have them to have contrast with one another. I mean, you have to be able to tell them apart. And it, you know, because if everybody's a dumbass, then nobody really stands out as being smart. It, it's real easy to to to, to point out a uh, dumbass because usually they're wearing a red hat. Oh yeah, That's <laughs> with little yellow letters on it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Make America boring again. We're making, God yeah, damn. we're making America boring again. I borrowed we're that making from Steve- Mark great again. It's borrowing that from Stephen Colbert. Yeah, make America boring again. That was a, that's a good bit. Please, uh, please. It's just, huh? That's funny. Yeah. Okay, so let me put it back so in the thing here. So what's the, what's the next word here so I can finish kicking Josh's ass? No oh, man. Oh, man. You got lucky last <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one is a noun. I'm just going to tell you right off. This one starts with the letter H. So we've had a J, an O, an S, and an H. And now we have come to H. And this word is, uh, this word's a little strange. Well, they're all strange, but this one is, okay. So this one is pronounced, this one is about 10 letters long. I kind of counted quickly at the end. No, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Four, three, and three. Hame sucking. Huh? Hame sucking. So it's spelled H-A-M-E. Hame. H A M E S U C K S U C K E N. 
Ham sucking. It is a ham sucking. It is a noun. Okay. All right. So. It already sounds like a sexual act. It does. It does. Um, but it's because it's got suck in it. Um, right. Or perhaps a hose of some sort. Um, okay. So is it a a container specifically for soup bones? So like uh-huh. you, you might insult somebody by calling them that. Remember, these are things you would insult somebody by calling them. Um, uh, B, someone who tells a lie they themselves believe to be true. Mm-hmm. Or C, felonious assault of someone in his own home. A. Hunter is saying A, a container specifically for soup bones. Then we've got B, someone who tells a lie they themselves believe to be true. And C, felonious assault of someone in his own home. So I'm going to put Hunter down for I'm A. Gonna go, I'm going to go with C. All right. Josh is going with C. And C is the correct answer. Mm, suck it. <laughs> suck it. Suck it. Hame <laughs> sucking it. Hame sucking it. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things about this word is that it's, it's description. Is very short. It just says, "Go on, laugh. It's funny." That's it. There's no paragraph. There's just that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it just says felonious assault with someone in his own home, and then says, "Go on, laugh. It's funny." Hey, sucking. Hey, sucking. Hey, sucking. Wider than a mile. Oh. Is this the? Is this the last one? Is this the last word coming up right now? Yes, it is. the The last word is coming up right now. It's a lot of pressure on Hunter right now. Yeah, because the score stand. It's so we can either tie it now. I don't know what we're going to do if it gets tied up, but because I don't have a word set aside for a tiebreaker, we may have to uh, call the draw. But right now the score is two to one. Josh is in the lead. All right. Now I did. I did actually make a quiz. Um, with extra words one time. I think it was the first time we played this, but it took us so long to play the game that we never needed the extra words. Um, and I'm not sure I could find that notebook again, but it is possible. So there are words that exist. But um, did anybody want to say, so Hamesuck and Felonious Assault of Someone in His Own Home, specifically in your own home. So I guess if you, so you, would you would one say they've been Hamesuckened? You've been hain fucking. Yeah. Somebody is it like you've been punked? I guess. You've been fucking. Yeah, I guess so. You like you've been teabagged. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of sound like that. You've been teabagged. You've been hain sucking. Hain sucking. <laughs> Wider guess than what? a mile. You just got hain sucking. <laughs> it's like you just got served. You just got served. You just got raw dogged. <laughs> raw dog good lord so raw dog does anybody remember the, that reality show that they put together like I don't know within the last 10 years I think it was uh, called super group and uh, I do not it had okay so what they did is they took like five I think people who are in pretty well known bands except for one person I had not heard of before uh, there's a guy who married uh, the porn star Tara Patrick a guy named Evan Seinfeld he's a bass player for a group called Biohazard or something like that but then it's like Scott Ian of Anthrax, um, Sebastian uh, Bach of uh, Skid Row. Um, uh, oh, uh, the drummer. The drummer of um, the guy who drums for either Led Zeppelin or Foreigner. I can't remember. I think it might have been both. I think he might have actually drummed for both. So it's like John Bonham Jr. or something or 
what John Paul Jones Jr. One of those, and then Ted Nugent. So it's like a it's a group of musicians made up of all, all these guys. Anyway, so when they were trying to come up with a name, mm-hmm. um, uh, so, so Baz Sebastian uh, Bach it was it came up with it was like um, it was like God War, you know. It's a name for the group. It's like God, yeah. God War. That's a great name. They're like, yeah, it's like God War. Ooh. And then he's like, and back yeah. and backwards, it's Raw Dog. And everyone's like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that that was part of it. Now that that didn't last very long. Like within within the same. And I can't give you the face because I can't see you can't see each other. But he's sort of like explaining it. Maybe one day when I see you, I'll. I'll um, I'll, I'll do the face, but he does this bit where he's like, well, first I was like, yeah, it's like God war. And then I was like, oh, it's God war. And his face is kind of like a, his face kind of went into more like a, a sort of a bummer name instead of like an awesome name. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like almost like he's embarrassed to, that he came up with it. Sort of like, yeah, I guess it's, it's a God war. Thinking, yeah. So don't know if my voice can, well, we're raw dog. yeah, but yeah, he's like, and backwards it's raw dog. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. You're right. It is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, uh, I hadn't. I hadn't even. And rock your ears for the first time in Madison Square Garden. It's the raw dog. They got a. They got a fucking eight hairband. That's just the band warming up the crowd and whatnot. You know, it's got that going on, and then you got the. Anyway, so. Sound effect theater, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, final word. Okay. All righty. Thank you for thank you for again for uh, for uh, uh, participating in the silliness with us, Josh. I appreciate it. All right. You know, I like winning games. Yay! So All right. <laughs> so here is the final word. Now, this word. What letter do you suppose this this word starts with? A Z. Hmm. It actually starts with a B. A B? Yep. B? Yes. All right. So we had a J, an O, an S, an H, and now we have a B. Uh, uh, I see where this is going. Yeah. So this this word is uh, baculum. Okay. Baculum. Baculum is spelled B-A-C-U-L-U-M. And it is a noun. Baculum. And, okay. and better ulum than ever. Yeah. Ah, puns. Ah, they're hitting this. Okay, so is a baculum, or is baculum, rather, is it A, skin that accumulates underneath your ring? Okay. Is it B, a device that facilitates the administration of smoke via the rectum? Okay. Or is it C, the penis bone, present in many mammals, absent in humans? C. What was that? It's C. Hunter is going for C. I will put him down for C. So again. I'm going to go with B. A B? Yes. B. And Josh is going for B. It's a draw. The answer is C, the penis bone. Present present in many mammals, absent in humans. God. Yeah, so lucky. Thank you so much. It's a baculum. Um, All right, now I have to come back because I don't like this. I don't like the end of the time. Got to have the rematch. (laughs) 
Well, you know what's funny? Remember when I asked you guys earlier if you watched Tusk? Yes. Okay, so essentially in, in the movie Tusk, uh, when, of course, Justin Long, the, the podcaster, goes and interviews uh, Michael Parks in his yeah. house. Yeah. He's like walking around looking at his stuff and everything. And he's, and he's looking at this like long, hard like object, something like you can hit somebody with. So he's like, hey, what's that? And Michael Parks is like, it's a vacuum. <laughs> and he's like going into oh. explanation of what a vacuum is. No kidding. So you so you actually knew that because it was used in a in a Kevin Smith film that you had seen. Exactly. It's it's in tough. Interesting. So you could have oh. so like if uh yeah, if Josh had actually not gotten if it gotten one less uh right than he did, uh you might have won this one, Hunter, based on having heard this in a film. Exactly. Yeah, Just, one the vacuum. So let me read the description real quick here. It says, so it says the penis bone present in many, many mammals, absent in humans. And then it says, thank God. <laughs> and then, and then in quotes, although he traveled in the highest social circles, Tully was regarded as something of an eccentric, perhaps because of his extensive baculum collection. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Now I do. Speaking of Eddie Izzard real briefly, there is this, uh, there's this British panel show, a quiz. It's not really a quiz show, but it is a, it is kind of a quiz show, but it's really an excuse for uh, people to share bizarre factoids and make jokes about them. And in the pilot, which is, I think still on YouTube, I think you could find it. Uh, it's called QI hosted by Stephen Fry. It was hosted by Stephen Fry. It's not anymore. So um, Eddie Izzard was in the first episode, the first, the pilot episode that never aired. And they actually talked about, uh, baculums sort of in the sense that they actually passed uh, passed one around because it had been turned into a tie clip so yeah so they kind of pass it around first and people are kind of looking at it going oh that's an interesting bone oh so that's for a tie then huh yeah and then he explains what it is and they're like oh that's interested and then uh, and interested that's interesting and then um then the conversation started from that so i had so so when i heard baculum and read its description the first thing i thought of was a badger penis basically Specifically, that was the animal because I was like, "Well, what animal has a bone in its penis?" And then it's like, "Oh, well, I know the badger does." So, badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, badger penis, badger penis. Walruses do as well. Yep. So that was a walrus. Was it a walrus baculum that uh, that he? Yes, Yes, it was. Wow. 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 So. Let's see, Josh. You I have. Told you I, would, I told you I would tie that. Shit. Uh, Good job. You got lucky. <laughs> Did it call that? Uh, sort of. Yeah, it's just like it's like the end of the movie when they ask that one question that that person, like only that one person knows. Like you know, like like you remember earlier in the movie when we we brought up that one thing for ten seconds and I said it would be really important. Mm-hmm. Baculum. Baculum. Oh, Dun dun dun! People are like you're right. It's baculum. It was baculum the whole time. <laughs> that was just perfect. That was just that was just epic. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for playing. Yeah, yeah man. Thanks. Thanks. That um, was fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, so uh, real quick, you have uh, you have a special coming out soon. Uh, I think it's like in what uh, January, February, January fifth. Uh, next 2019, I'll be recording my album and my uh, doing a video special up here in uh, Arcata mm-hmm. at the Arcata Playhouse. 
Now that's in the so, Creamery District, is it not? Yes, it is in the Creamery District, uh, and we'll have a six and nine o'clock show. Well, six is the doors, and the show will start at six thirty and wow. nine thirty, respectively. It's exciting. So you'll be uh, recording the special, then, yeah? Yep, I will. Yeah, we're gonna record it up here. We're gonna make the the audio, put the audio out on iTunes, and try to see if we can. Uh, See if we can get the album out uh, or the the recording out on uh, you know some other platforms and stuff like that too. That's very cool. Uh, like, um, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm think when I was a kid, I used to get uh, albums, comedy albums on vinyl. Um, <laughs> uh, will will you be think considering pressing vinyl? Depending, I am considering pressing some vinyl too. Um, now, is, is vinyl, vinyl. now, is vinyl that big black circular disc that you scratch it and noise comes out of? Uh, it, it can be. <laughs> yeah, it can be. That's awesome. No, I, I know it. I do know what vinyl is. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, it would be cool, actually. I, I'm, what I'm excited about is the fact that every time I go to like a music store, they do sell vinyl still, so vinyl's kind of making like a little bit of a small comeback, which is awesome. Yeah, they're still out there. They still have a bunch of them. It's great. Oh yeah, they've got a they've got a selection. You, you, of, sorry. you can't do rap battles using CDs. Mm, rap can't do what? I mean, you can rap battles, not in the sense of like you know. Rap battles, you know, like back in the early nineties. Sure, yeah, yeah, I remember rap battles. They used to they used to use vinyl records. Yeah, no, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they can't use CDs for that. Well, you, you can't. You can't. You scratch just yeah. You scratch up the CD, it's done. Yeah. Well, you don't literally scratch the. Oh, never mind. In which CD is like a dying a dying thing now. Well, it's something. Yeah, like, CDs are dying now. Albums are still in. Or like recognizing. Oh yeah, the coolest vinyl in the world to find. It's a rare find. It's the uh, Prince's uh, Purple Rain album because the whole thing was done in purple vinyl. Oh. Now that that is a rare find. Oh man, that'll be super I have, dope. I have one. Really? Have oh one. yeah. Oh yeah, son. Oh my purple okay. vinyl. When that first came out on Vinyl back in the 80s, that was the one to find. Like, it was kind of like, um, like the Willie Walker, like, finding, like, the, the golden ticket and shit. So everybody ran to, like, candy stores buying the Willie Walker bars, bars just to specifically find that golden ticket. That was, like, the Prince album. Everybody ran to the stores trying to find that one purple vinyl because it's going to be worth more than the actual black vinyl. Yeah. How many, how many were, how many purple were made? Off the top of my head, I don't know, but oh, okay. not that many. Not that many. All right, well, fair enough. So look at the Google. Look at the Google thing. It would be a Google thing. It's yeah. a Google thing. Um, is, is there anything you'd like to talk about specifically? Because I might be able to. To. Uh, um, I do, do want to talk about the comedy scene. Oh, good. And try to get people to come out more to the shows and stuff. Please, please, yes. Yeah, um, I mean, we have a lot of really, really good comics up here. Um, we have a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, people who, you know, due to coming out to the mics and stuff like that in the shows, have gotten really, really, 
uh, really good. As you can see, has a lot of potential. And uh, with us getting a venue and more people coming to the mics now, I mean, our Tuesday mic has been incredible. And it's been running for maybe like two months now, three months. And I mean, every night, every Tuesday, it seems like there's more and more people and they're there for the comedy. So I'm excited to see how the thing works out. And Tuesday. So is that the, that's the Big Fish Vapor Lounge on the plaza? Yeah, Big Fish Vapor Lounge, nine o'clock. Uh, it's free. It's, and like, uh, it's, we always, like I said, we get a, we, we get a pretty good turnout and we get, uh, we're getting more and more comics showing up too. So that's like, it's, it's going real well. That's great. I've, um, I don't, I don't, you know, uh, I don't want to make this all about me, but I have, uh, uh, managed to stand on the stage and say a few things a couple of times now, literally a couple. I've done it twice. <laughs> and, I thought you did it like, I thought you, I thought you did it like three times. Oh no. Three or four times. Only twice. No, I, uh, the, uh, you were there, I think the, 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 the last time I did it, which was not this Sunday, but the Sunday before, um, yes, I was there last Sunday. Yeah, that was my second time. That was just, um, you know, I brought some notes. I brought some old jokes that I learned um, when I was very young and told told a few of those, you know, making sure that people know that I, I'm not taking credit for these jokes. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I've got to try my uh, hand at a stand up comedy. What's that? You were going to try? That's the, one thing I, that's the one thing I've not tried my hand at yet is, is going to an open mic. That's the one thing. Yeah, that's the one thing. Doing live videos and, and soundcasts is like one thing, but and trying to be funny on set soundcasts is, you know, one thing. Because theoretically, if you're not funny or you don't think you're funny, you can just basically just say, "Hey, let's do it again." Mm-hmm. But not so different when you're doing live. Uh, when you're doing live standing up open mic, because it can go one or two ways. They can either laugh at you or they can just bring themselves to you. But that's just me because because I'm not funny, so that would probably be the latter. I, don't know, I think you're pretty funny, Hunter. Never know till you try. This is true. This is true. See, what's funny is sorry. One day I'll give it a try. One day. Well, you know, I used to say, I used to say one day, and then my one first day came uh, last December, I think it was, and um, I talked a little bit about uh, Lenny Bruce and George Carlin a little bit. It's not really not really routines. I mean, I have written down I have written down some stuff that I'd like to talk about, but it's like. I'm, I, if it's something that I like, it, you know, I have to, it's something I definitely would have to do more often before it would turn into um, actual stand up. You know, right now it's pretty much just presentations, I think. Like, I don't think I've earned the distinction of being able to call myself a comedian, like, not by a long shot. So I, uh, but I do enjoy comedy and I do respect it. And uh, I've heard a lot of it <clears throat> in my life. So, well, you should definitely keep coming out. And uh, and I I think anybody who's ever interested in trying it should definitely come and try it and see what they like. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. You might get up there and you might you might try it and uh, love it. You might try it and realize that you know you you might not be good at doing uh, the stand up part, but maybe you're good at writing jokes. So you know, you never know. It's it's true. Um, it, it, you know, you never do know until you try. Um. I have I have written a couple of jokes in my life. Um, I did tell one joke that I wrote at the end of that bit there, and I would have told more, but I took way too long with the uh, with the um, uh, the talking about the other jokes. Um, um, but do, do you remember what the, the the last joke I told was? The one that I wrote, <laughs> Josh. Uh, 
if you started out, I remember, like, I remember off the top of my head. That's fine. So, yeah, I wrote this joke when I was like, I don't know, I think I want to say 10, something like that. So it was long. That's like more than 30 years ago. So uh, it was, right. what do you get when you cross a uh, vampire with an opera singer? What's that? Um, Dracula. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, isn't it terrible? <laughs> I remember that one. I remember that one. Yeah, that is definitely a joke you write when you're like ten years old. That is. <laughs> uh, that's I did. Actually, pretty good though. Thanks. I did write yeah, it. It's pretty funny. I've written at least one more since then, and uh, it's it's um, uh, well, it's uh, uh, and I'd like to do it for you now. It's uh, what do coal miners do when they laugh? What's that? What they chuck coal. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Hooray for puns! Yeah, that that's the appropriate reaction. Uh, appropriate reaction. It's a terrible joke, but you know, I like bad jokes. Or I like puns because you know, a groan's as good as a laugh on a pun. Yeah. But yeah, the kinds oh, of things yeah. that would uh, that did that would make it into joke books back in the day. Like all those jokes came out of that book that I was talking about. This red book called the Hodgepodge book, which is like really hard to find. Like you can't get it through Amazon. It, I don't even know if you can get it through Kindle. It, it was printed in 1972, and it was a collection of jokes, short stories, folklore, stuff like that. And that's where you know I got the uh, I got the um, I got all those from. And I, I don't have a copy of this book, so I just. I have them memorized from a very young age and then just like, well, I'll write down the ones I want to tell. Cause those are the ones I remember. And, uh, I think next yeah, time I get up, tight. huh? That's pretty tight. Did you remember those jokes from your little, uh, and they finally came in handy <laughs> to, have all the, to have that stuff bouncing around in my head. Um, I think I'll probably just do something short next week. Like, uh, do a little presentation. I have this, uh, Christopher Lee impression I've been working on. So I'll probably just like, recite a poem or something in his voice and then call it good just to try out different things. I, uh, I just started this new thing where, uh, I made a pamphlet, Ooh. a pamphlet to pass out <laughs> during my comedy set where I'm going to pass out the pamphlet to people. And like, it's fun of, it's full, it's just meant to be funny, but like, uh, it's got like information on where you can find me doing comedy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All these ridiculous fun facts in there and stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. I wanted to try. Yeah, I wanted to try something new and be like, let's see what happens. Like, and plus, if you put something in people's hands, it's kind of fun. Oh yeah, that's great. That's like um, it was one of my favorite things about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, other than yelling at the screen, was that you could buy a bag of participating items, like uh, you know, buy a bag of shit, they called it, and you'd get like a roll of toilet paper and like a noisemaker and a, you know, a couple of things. It's a little kit. So the pamphlet has yeah. got like fun factoids and stuff for for you. Like, uh, did you know when Josh was fifteen yeah. years old or something like that? It, it's like uh, things I've accomplished, and like one of the things in there is like I did a backflip once when I was ten. Oh wow! With a lot of help. With a lot of help. <laughs> like it'll be, yeah, it'll be like it's like stuff like that, uh, like. <laughs> And then uh, a lot of it, like, it's got my information for, like, Facebook and stuff and comedy venues and uh, stuff like that that we have so far. I have to update it later, but um, I just wanted to try something new and be like, man, it's going to be fun. Do it. I mean, you know, it's it's it sounds entertaining. Like, um, you know, I like it when people try things. You know what? 
what's really it's still it, like there's this different vibe out here I found and because I listen to comedians um there's kind of this era of comedians that um that like some of them came from Boston some, and some of them came from New York and they all kind of like they're like the cellar comedians that are at the cellar in New York so so it's like people like Bobby Kelly and Rich Voss and Judy Gold and um and uh, Keith, Craig, uh, Keith Keith Robinson. I almost said Craig Robinson. He's funny too, but he's not in this group I'm talking about. Um, Keith Robinson, and then like Jim Norton, you know, um, uh, uh, Colin Quinn, um, some other people. Like they're all kind of in this group of of, of people, and they they like um, when they perform. There's a lot of the time that they get really kind of sensitive when the crowd doesn't react the way they. <laughs> the way they want them to. But these guys are constantly throwing shit at each other. Not literally, but you know, it's, it's, you know, they're like, now oh, that wasn't a good one. Stupid. You know, like, like the, they'll just kind of, you know, they like berate each other. Now they're all friends, but that's got to create this kind of like headspace of like, okay, well they didn't like that. So, you know, what's the next thing I got to do? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I've noticed that's not, I don't think that's really the same kind of vibe out here. Like not so much. I think maybe the comedians are harder on themselves than, than the crowd is. Cert- certainly. Um, I don't know. Maybe I haven't been around it long enough to know. We, I know, like, most of the time uh, after our, I know especially, like, uh, like after my set, but, like, uh, I've seen it with other comics, too, where you go out there and the crowd can laugh and they can, you know, have a good time, but, like, they'll miss, like, one joke. Mm. But two jokes, you'll be like, hey, what's this, like, uh, you know, you'll, you'll think that you just bombed. Mm, your entire set and like uh, you know that's where your friends come in they'll be like no dude like seriously you had like a really good you don't know you know they didn't last this thing when they did this and I thought that would have been funny you know sure yeah and like out out here everybody's pretty supportive so they really are. Uh, they really you know I've been very fortunate to stand up in front of two uh, two groups so far of uh, you know pretty receptive people and uh, you know a lot of smiling faces. I, I know that's not going to be the case. So um, <laughs> every single time. So I have no yeah. illusions about that. Um, I expect to bomb at some point. I expect to maybe it's bomb about, a lot of times. It's all about crowd control, really. It's. I mean, it seems to be like if I can learn to do crowd work. <laughs> I don't know. Then I'll. <laughs> um, oh yeah, crowd work. That's, that's why you never go on first because. This way, you can you can get a sense of like how the audience is responding to the to the comic before you. Hmm. That's not always true. But Josh, you no, go on when you host. You go on like first, and then like third, and then yeah. like fifth, and because you're going in between all the com- the comedians too, so you're you're doing funny bits between the, the the comedians as well. So it's a little, it's um, how's that's got to be kind of nerve wracking at times, or have you settled into it pretty much where it's like, yeah, I'm here. Let's uh, let's do this. Well, so like when I first started hosting, before Sunday Service was my first show. So uh, before Sunday Service, I had only hosted maybe once or twice, and uh, I was like, "Man, this seems really difficult. Like, I don't know what to do. How many jokes should I do in the beginning? How funny? Like, should I go? What what should I do? And like now." Uh, hosting has just become like second nature to the point where uh, like I don't even expect to host stuff and people will be expecting me to host things. Wow. Like people will be like, you know, like they'll be like, hey, are you 
Like, uh, we have a new show that uh, one of our comics up here is working on. And, like, he's like, yeah, man, I got this whole show concept. It's tight. It's going to do this. It's going to have this. It's going to have that going on. I was like, all right, that's cool, man. Sounds like a great show. He's like, yeah, I want you to host. And I was like, well, I, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, why am I hosting your show? And it's like, no, man, you know, like, you're a good host. Uh, you know, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and it's like, all right. You know, like, it takes a while uh-huh. to get used to. And, like, you know, you go up and, like, it's kind of like you're the sacrificial lamb. But at the same time, like... Uh, you're there to to make sure everything goes smoothly, and like now, hosting has become like second nature to me. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you you do you know you're good at it. So I mean, uh, you know, it's fun to watch um, to watch the you know engaging the crowd. I'll tell you, being on stage is is not really the thing that bothers me because I I'm kind of used to doing karaoke. But with karaoke, I think I've said this before. With karaoke, you've got like you know what you're going to do. You've got a song. It's got a you know it's got a start time. It's got an end time. You know what I mean? Right. It's a different right. it's a different animal. But there is sort of this little you know everybody's looking at me kind of thing that like kind of comes with it. That's similar, but you know, um, but not not the same at all. Just it's a, it's a similar energy. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what I I used I used to make music and I tell people all the time five minutes of music. Is way different from five minutes in comedy. Oh yeah, five minutes in music just it, it keeps going. Like you know, like it doesn't matter. It just keeps the flow. There's something always happening. So, but five minutes in comedy can feel like ten, twenty. Sure. You know, depending on what's going on. You could be, you could be on stage and have a set that you just did that was only five minutes, and uh, you know, and it worked out and it went great get on stage again and tell those same string of jokes. And if nobody laughs, now you've just done your whole five minutes in like a minute and a half, two minutes, you know, like now what, you know, it's, it's, it's like way different, way different beast, but like the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the, I've got the mic. Everyone's listening to me energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a, there is a certain amount of ooh, that comes with that, but like I guess um, you know I, I, I got the talking stick. Well, that's huh? Oh, you got the talking stick or the uh, I've got the conch or whatever it is, the conch shell kind of thing. Yep, the magical conch. The magical conch, isn't that Lord of the Flies? Something like that. Uh, yeah. That was another book we read in high school, Lord of the Flies. Oof. That was a good book. Yeah, you know, you know, what uh, what kind of books were in the curriculum when you went to school, Josh, or where you went to school? Grade school. When I, when I, what kind of stuff did I read when I was at school? Well, I mean, like there was required reading where we were. Like we had to read, we had to read certain books, you know. Like uh, there, we, oh. and, and uh, like we, there's a lot of John Steinbeck because John Steinbeck's in California. So there's, you know, so we we read of Mice and Men and Grapes of Wrath and stuff like that, you know, throughout the years. I I honestly can't remember to say in my life what books I had to read. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why I remember the stuff I do. So, I mean, it might not be, you know, not all of it's useful. So it's cool. <laughs> it's like some, some stuff I would just like to not, I'd like to have, forget it and make way for more useful things perhaps. But I did the hold. I really remember hmm. as a requirement was the, uh, the summer of my German soldier. The summer of my German soldier. Yep. 
Oh, you know what? Now that you just said that, All Quiet on the Western Front. Ooh. Ah, there's one I saw the uh, film of, but never. I don't think I had to read that, but we did see the film. Oh, no, you know, I might have read yeah. part of it. So did you see I had it? to read that. Did, was it, did, you, did you end up seeing the film as well? Or one of the films? The, no. There's two versions of that. Um, no. How was the book? Boring, but, I mean, like, it was fun. I, got, I had to write a a journal on it uh, where I acted like I was at war, so it was pretty exciting. Ooh. But uh, you actually served uh, at Elso, I believe. Yes, I did. Oops. Yeah, I was in the military. Yeah, thank I you. was in the Air Force for six years and eight as a full-time reservist. Oh, thank you for nice. your service. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like you have to have good eyes to be like you know, in the Air Force. Um, no, not specifically. Um like you just like specific jobs, obviously like flying and stuff like that. But um, you don't. I mean, it's just there's a lot of normal jobs that don't involve uh, flying and stuff. Like we, I mean, we have every job imaginable. It's just that you work for a military base. Um. Uh. uh I don't know. I'm. I thought I had a question, but I guess I didn't. I was sort of thinking about what you were saying and sort of like going on and just imagining like, um, so, oh, it happens. oh, Air Force. Uh, so did you, did you end up flying or? You mean like I was on planes. I didn't actually fly any planes. Okay. I was curious. It's, I, I don't, I don't know if I, cause they got a local flying school here and I know there was a kid that I went to high school with that like would take lessons and occasionally fly over, <laughs> fly overhead. And they'd be like, oh yeah, there's that, that one guy, that one friend of mine. Um, that's oh, yeah. the one thing no, I, I wanted to do was fly a plane. Yeah, I didn't get to do anything cool like that. I fly in uh, dreams sometimes. Huh? I fly in dreams sometimes. Anybody else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So now when I fly, uh, it's it two, one of two reasons. Because either a gust of wind has picked me up and now I'm fighting against it like a current. And I either have to turn and go with the wind or be carried off. Or I try and jump up in the air and using the arms as though I'm swimming through the air to get up into the air. Those are the two ways that flying seems to work in my dreams. Anybody have similar experience or is that like, how do you start flying in your yeah, dreams? It, it, it's usually when I'm trying to jump up in the air and just trying to fly. Like flapping. Like do you flap your arms? Yeah. Yeah. Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Mine usually happens when I'm in the middle of a lucid dream and I realize I'm dreaming. Oh, perfect. Oh, lucid dreaming. Yeah, I used to be into that. <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. There's a comedian named Burt Kreischer who, uh, who who talk about lucid dreaming occasionally. <laughs> it's like, you don't hear many people bring that up. It's a, yeah. Um, so Dreams are weird to begin with. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a great uh, movie about uh, dreams and stuff called Waking Life that R- R- Richard Linklater made, and it's kind of a, a rotoscoped film that's it's very dreamlike in right. nature already. I don't know if anybody else has seen it that I'm talking to, but uh, I recommend it. Um, it's also Another good movie about dreams is called Dreamscape. Oh, is that that one with Dennis Quaid? Yeah. I need to see that again. It's been a long time. Oh, my God. Hey. The movie's the shit. There's a really great movie about dreams called Inception. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one a few times. I didn't see that one. Really? Really? 
I've never seen that movie. I'm gonna have to see it now. Inception. Oh Jesus, that's great. Inception, yep, Inception yep, is a is a fantastic. If you like Christopher Nolan's movies, uh, this one is this one is also a good one. Um, it is. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't really seen it. I haven't seen all of Christopher Nolan's movies, but I've seen most of them, and I haven't disliked one yet. But Inception, I liked especially. Uh, that was that was a really well done piece of filmmaking. Um, yeah, it was really I'm good. Check that out. Great cast. Hey guys. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta go. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, doing the show. Hunter, nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you too, bro. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. So, yeah, that was fun. So, again, uh, thanks to uh, Josh Barnes for doing the show. Um, Yeah, absolutely. There was a tie, apparently, with the game. So now we've got to have to do a tiebreaker um, game at some point or a rematch. And that'll be uh, challenging to come up with... uh, I might have to figure out another set of rules to come up with my words by. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Next time won't be a tie. Next time I'll be uh, 100% on my A game, dear listeners, because, okay, I didn't put away Corey, but I definitely put away uh, Irosh. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So upon the return, it won't be a tie. It'll be me putting away uh, Mr. Josh there. All right. We (laughs) We shall see what we shall see. Absolutely. Well, that's about all the time we have uh, for Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks.